Europe is really important to me. British people 58 years ago were duped. Why don't Volkswagen and BMW and everything come to this lovely country called Ireland? You would have no capacity to negotiate against that because you've walked out. We are a more important marketplace to Europe than Europe is to us. Free trade is a two-way agreement. Why should they trade with us? Because we import more than we export. That's what it comes to, and I have to say to somebody, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to drive a Mercedes, but you're going to have to drive a Jaguar. Britain industry will step up and take its place. I find it really difficult listening to all this because it seems a lot as us versus Europe, and it shouldn't be like this. Welcome to Nottingham and to the Adams Room in the Nottingham Conference Centre. We're here to debate a particularly important part of the constitutional project, which is the relationship with Europe. Should we just leave the European Union completely or subjugate ourselves to it or try and do something else? And what about human rights, this European Convention on Human Rights? Surely a constitution will have to say something about that. We've got a specially organised focus group here. We've brought them together, representatives from local parties, prospective candidates, and students and others who've come in from the general public to debate these issues. So let's get straight into the debate. <laughs> David, introduce yourself, and could you tell me what Europe means to you? But first tell us, as it were, the backstory. Okay, the backstory first. Um, 35 years in the army, uh, came out, uh, looked around, didn't like the way the country was going. I'd spent 35 years defending democracy, not practicing it. And I wasn't particularly impressed with the way that those who had been practicing it had taken our country and the state it had become. Um, so I looked around and decided that UKIP was the only party which actually shared, or I shared a view with, in terms of the European project. Uh, and what, what does Europe Mean Europe, to, to me, is not yeah. just it's not the continental shelf for Europe. Europe, uh, to me, uh, and what I want to leave is the whole of the institutions of Europe. British people, 58 years ago, were duped. They thought they were entering a free trade agreement to open up the markets. Actually, the European Communities Act 1972 gave force to the law that said all European law and any future law would be supreme over the laws made in this country which therefore put Europe sovereign over our parliament. And I'm going to be asking at the end of this what you would put about Europe in the Constitution. And I strongly suspect, David, that your answer will be nothing. Nothing. Europe does not have a position in our Constitution. And if that means that we have to repeal 72, then we leave. And just to clarify, there are these two Europes I mentioned at the start. The European Union. Supranational that, state. That's the of 1972 its own. Act, and that's out. Yep. But you'd also say about the human rights thing, which is separate, more countries, the European yep. Convention on Human Rights with the European Court, you'd say no to that too. We would say no to that. We don't, I don't think this country actually needs uh, somebody else to tell us about human rights. I think we have a very good record. But if, if, it, if it requires that we would then put a Bill of Rights in place, then UKIP policy is that we are prepared to put a Bill of uh, Rights in place to replicate. So it's not anti-rights. No, no, it's absolutely. More, get no, this European thing out of the way. Neither is it. Let's get out of Europe, and we're going to throw away the free trade. You know, it, to be honest, we are in a balanced trade deficit. Um, so actually, we are a more important marketplace to Europe than Europe is yeah. to us. Thank you, David. Cat, tell us who you are. And Tony is beside you. Both of you represent the same party. I'd be interested in whether you share this view. Europe is 
really important to me. I'm from Germany, my family lives in Italy, and I've enjoyed the free movement. And I feel that we've had now 70 years of peace in Europe after two terrible world wars. And that was very important to stay and work with other countries to ensure we enjoy this peace and also the rights that Europe brings, the EU brings to our country. So the Greens position on the European Union, this is the one that got going earlier and so on, is support and constitutional supremacy. Yes, yes we do. We are in support of the EU. However, it needs to be reformed. We would like to have a referendum to give the British people the choice, but we would like um, also to have an open debate so people are informed about all the benefits that we are getting and enjoying. We would like also a written constitution for Britain and Europe to be, and the human rights actually, to be central within that. Mm -hmm. Antonia, you're also uh, a Green Party candidate. Yes, for Nottingham East. Europe does need reform. Um, it needs to be more democratic, less centralised, um, and also less corporate. Environmental legislation, uh, workers' rights legislation, the possibility of banking reform, which is very important, mm. need Europe, but a reformed Europe, and us to have a strong place in it with our own voice, so that people, it's something that's happening with people, not something that's happening to people. Can you have something in a constitution subject to reform? I think I'm one of the few people here that was actually, who actually voted in 1975 in the referendum. Yeah, yeah we already to, had a referendum stay, here, didn't we, after Europe. we yep, entered the yep. European Union. Um, and I've seen the European Union evolve over that time. As the world gets more globalised, as we get bigger corporations, we need bigger democratic bodies to, to uh, exert that sort of power. And people talk about uh, rights in, 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 in the UK. Well, really, we talk about rights across Europe. It's not just for us as UK or Britain, it's what do we contribute to the rest of, rest of Europe. Uh, I think Europe will, e will evolve, and yes, it ought to be part of our constitution, um, and, and things will evolve like constitutions do evolve. The trouble is, I think, David, that there's an awful lot more countries in Europe than there used to be. It's whatever it is, 27? 28. 28. 28. Yes. So how can you be sure that the British voice will be listened to? If you're, if you're a member of any club, any organisation, you have to be prepared to lose the vote. So as a, as a, as a, as a country, Britain needs to be part of the, of the European Union, needs to be working with it, but we can't always, we won't lose it, we won't win everything, we lose some things, and you have to accept it's part of the democracy, part of a wider democracy. If we lose, if we lose a vote, if, if the other 27 countries go one way, we have to just accept it. And move along, and win this and lose that, and win this yes. and lose that. Yeah and pay 65 million pounds a day for the privilege. 70 years of peace, I not, think. Not through it's the a, European a, Union. No, but I think it's a NATO. very important thing. Yeah, to to point out, no, no, David, wait. I think that's really, really important. And talking about human rights, we- We'll talk about human rights in a minute. We're gonna get on to the okay. European Convention in a minute. I'm interested in this uh, claim that European Union has delivered peace. Well, I, I think if we are sitting around a table with our neighbours and negotiate and discuss policies and law that actually affect all of us, absolutely essential that we're working together. Climate has got no borders. Banking, you know, and the free trade is, has got no borders. We need to work with other countries. It is absolutely illusionary to say, OK, we live in this international world, but we are not actually working democratically with our neighbours together. I don't think it works. You can't have the one side of the coin without the other. And crime. 
There's, um, there's um, international crime. There's a huge amount of different issues that need to be addressed. If we're not even in Europe, how do we make sure that Britain's voice is heard? There's an idea that if we left Europe, Europe would no longer have any power over us. We're not part of America. America still has a huge amount of influence over us. Right. These are our neighbours. It's better to be... And um, working together is one of the best ways to av in avoid conflict. OK, there is something left to just notice which is the relative relationships between the European Union and the United Kingdom. David mentioned earlier the 1972 European Communities Act and joining the European Union. It is true that acts of parliament are rendered unenforceable where they are inconsistent with European law. This was postponed and postponed for years, but then there was a big case involving, of all things, Spanish fishing vessels. And we didn't want them, we being the British, in our water and we told them to go away, and they said, you can't make us go away because European law allows us to fish here, and in the end, they were right. So, Michael, parliamentary sovereignty, the big deal that you will have learned in law here, is, in a way, we might dislike it or we might like it, is dead, isn't Parliamentary it? sovereignty has historically been the real tenet of British governments to say that, on all matters, parliament has ultimate authority and makes the final decision. However, in the areas where the British government has ceded its authority or its power to Europe, its decisions are prime. And we've seen this across the whole host of decisions where the European Union has implemented its regulations and its directives, and the British government has had to follow suit. But if we're going to write a constitution, we have to put something up there which says, like the Irish did when they joined the European Union, the European Union is top dog. Would you be in favour of something like that? Again, I think that the fact that we would be able to do that, in a sense, represents the supremacy of Parliament itself. Parliament is, is itself ceding power to Europe that it can take back by repealing that act or that or constitution or making an amendment. Okay. So we are willingly giving away power that we can take back. Good point. So we could have a constitution and then we could change the constitution. Yeah. Just like we currently, and you'd like to do it, repeal the 1972 Act. Let's hear from some of the other... Uh, colleagues we've got in the, in the group this morning. Are you inclined, any of you, towards David's clear position? You may disagree with it, but clear it is, you may agree with it. Or are you more inclined to see the, if I may say so, the Green Labour Alliance, which is really, or oh, one of the Greens is looking pained? Uh, <laughs> what do we think about it? The European Union and Sovereignty. If Britain is going to carry on punching above its weight in international affairs, we need to be part of this big club. Um, you know, um, China won't necessarily pick up our calls anymore. America won't pick up our calls if we're not part of this big group that can, you know, throw the clout of 500 million people, the largest economic zone in the world. I think that's really important to Britain's power in the world. Uh, and I say that from a Liberal Democrat perspective, by the way. Just Are you running for parliament? No, well no, absolutely else? not. But as well as everybody else in this room. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> My view is that if UK wants to get benefited from the whole world uh, overall, this membership with the European Union is highly important. Where are you from? I'm from Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Business in Bangladesh, India is the big market. Yes. Does the European Union matter? I mean, you can't speak for the whole of India, you're not even yes. from India, but Bangladesh. Yes. Does Europe matter, do you think, to business? The free market uh, benefits 
of India or Bangladesh, at least in the textile department, for example. It's highly important that UK is a member of the European Union because once anything is, uh, comes to this country, it can be sold anywhere within the European Union under uh, preferential tariffs and others. Yeah, so it makes a difference. I mean, we're all, as usual, if I may say so, David, ganging up on David and UK. Is there anybody here who's saying, oh, I agree with that, David. I'm not going to put my hand up because I'm a bit embarrassed. But I agree with David. We're better off out of Europe. Any, any takers for that position over here? Um, so here you are, sir, and Simon, give us your point My name's Simon Knighton. Um, I'm a local businessman. Um, I generally believe that um, by remaining a member, as long as we can sort a lot of the financial positions out that are currently not working, then it is good for free trade. And as long as constitutional law can be changed within the UK um, from a European perspective to benefit us, then it's, a, it's still a new thing, Europe, and we need to continue to work with it. Interesting. I'm going to push you a little bit on it because we had Councillor David saying, in the end, if you go into a negotiation and you lose, you have to accept that. So do we say we will continue as members as long as it goes exactly as we want, in a way, the financial discussions and so on work for us, or do we say we belong even though we don't win everything in Europe? Would you be prepared to accept that? You, you have to be somewhat democratic in that situation, and you have to accept that you cannot win every battle that you go into. Um, that would be my, my position yeah. on that. that yeah. You yeah. have to lose some. Yeah. 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 So broadly speaking, with Councillor David, Cat, and then we'll go to David uh, to see whether you can persuade this lot. We'll do a straw poll after you've spoken. But Cat, first on this point about Europe and yes. indispensability find, of Europe in a way. I find it really difficult listening to all this because it seems a lot as us versus Europe, and it shouldn't be like this. We need to think about what is our aim. Now, there are certain areas, like climate change, surely we all want to address because it's the future of our children. Banking reform. So we, we cannot think about, OK, let's try to get the best deal for Britain. We want equality. We want um, to prevent the worst of environmental crisis. That is something that is for, good for all of us. So we need to work together rather than saying, let's get a good deal just for Britain, just for us and our businessmen. That's not how it should be. Right, so that sounds very strongly European sovereignty. David, you know, now, now, you see, the argument is that we leave the European Union. So the Constitution of the United Kingdom is a free, independent, sovereign state called the United Kingdom. Correct. Now, what about all this stuff we're hearing about business, about climate? Absolutely. Are you going to tell me we will do all these negotiations which will make us just the same but without bureaucracy? Britain can negotiate just like anybody else can. So Matthew's wrong. We punch above our weight without the we European We have always Union. punched above our weight. Britain has a P5 position. Britain P5, has a... P5, UN, top dollar, one of five. Permanent five Security stuff. Council. That's an accident of war, isn't That's it? That's an accident of policy. It's, we maintain that policy. What so. about the business people? Business, it's a world trade organisation. You know, Australia is punches above its weight. It has got a free trade agreement already with China and Japan, have we? No, because yeah, we've quite, got to go through Europe. Quite far away. I mean, Australia is not world, the answer. It's a world we've trade. You can get around here. 87 free trade agreements already. You know, we, 87 Britain but has. Britain can and that's wait, outside Kat, of wait, Europe. Kat, let Britain David have his do, say. You know, its own trade arrangements. And that is our view. And you talk about Britain's position in Europe. Who, you know, the real conflict at the moment is the Ukraine. That is a real danger 
to the European shelf, caused by a stupid policy from the EU that tried to engage Ukraine into the EU and, and just ignored the Putin position of a buffer state. But who are the players in it? Frau and France. No David Cameron. No David Cameron. No David Cameron. Not this a is your thing. ideal. Your ideal is that He's they're never there. there. He's not there because... Because they follow too much UKIP stuff. Does he? <laughs> Well, I mean, no. we all know he's imitating you up to try and all win power the, off the back of the All the parties that say that they can reform unless they get agreement from the other 27 countries on all of the issues of free trade, free movement of people, free movement of goods, free movement of service. Unless they get that, unless they accept, well, they have to accept that we've already lost our supremacy to yeah. Europe. I mean, look at, look at the prisoners' votes. Well, we get oh, on to the... Oh, did everybody go, no. whoa, we're we not going to give our votes to the prisoners? We'll get on to the European United have said, on your bike. Now, what about, you see, you, see, you look at Greece. You look at Greece. Look at Greece. Greece, Greece is saying, we want X. They want and a to bunch of other countries are saying, actually, we don't fancy giving it Correct. to you. Uh, supposing Mr. Farage became the key guy in the Foreign Secretary, and he said to all these countries, he said, we'd rather like to have a free trade agreement with Europe because we think you're marvellous, just like we think New Zealand is marvellous. Yeah. And, and Greenland. Yeah. And they say, well, actually, we'd just as soon not. And then okay. the Irish put their hands up and say, why don't Volkswagen and BMW and everything come to this lovely country called Ireland? You would have no capacity to negotiate against that because you've walked out. Do you really think, yeah. in the world of trade, that BMW, Aldi's, Perfectly Citroen... Well, well, what would happen then? Then, what, then, then the industries within the UK would create those goods which they didn't import. Right. At the moment, this country is a net exporter of billions of yes. pounds. Yes. Going around the so, world. Yeah. But you'd be prepared to look that in the face. If because that's you'd have what to. it comes to. Absolutely. If that's what it comes to, and I have to say to somebody, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to drive a Mercedes, you're going to have to drive a Jaguar. <laughs> so be it. And so be it. So be it. Good job. They'll all be doing so well on you know, the and, UK And the Jaguar part will be going bigger yeah. to replace yeah. all of the Mercs. Yeah, okay. So a little buying. bit of pain in the short term, but a resurgent Britain. Britain, Britain. industry will step up and take its place. Do you recognise this Britain, Michael? Is this what you'd want? This kind of Britain? A Britain which has gone through some pain, but which has emerged the other end as an independent nation. But I don't think we'll get there. I don't think we'll okay, lose the point, trade. I'm, 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 I'm not sure it is in reality a Britain that is achievable. I think that if we were to withdraw from the European Union, we'd lose four or five fundamental freedoms economically that make a big difference to the way people invest. Um, the free movement of goods, capital, services, persons, and the right to assemble a, country, uh, a company in a different country, which have really increased the amount of European businesses which are working in this country, and significantly the, the export of skills to the continent. There is a bit of a Labour sentiment in favour of this, isn't there? A bit of renegotiation. It's always been the air with Labour Party. I think over the, over the, the years, Labour's be, often been ambivalent about, uh, about Europe. Business is not just the entrepreneurs, not just the shareholders, not the, not the directors. Business and the people who make wealth in this country are all the, the, the workers and the people in, in, the, in these industries. And it's not just a, 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 a business, businessman's club, it's all the people working together. I mean, I suppose I'm a fundamental internationalist. You know, I would like to see all of Europe 
wealthy, all of Europe, you know, Greece and, and, and the rest, all, uh, everybody uh, with the same level of human rights, with the same level of, of, of income, the same wealth. So a happy land. So a happy land, yes. Well, but I I'd can see I'd, how you won I'd, the cancer election. You're a man who believes in uh, Nirvana around the corner. But I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather work towards that than work towards the, the little Englander Back to the past. It's not Little England. That we get, we I, get want, from, we I want that, but for Bangladesh as well, and for India, and for Pakistan. Inevitably. Wait a sec, we'll hear from you. There's a microphone coming just behind you. I've been running manufacturing small industry for 30 years, that, that sort of thing, and I can't imagine a situation where I would try to make it more difficult for me to trade with my foreign, foreign customers and them to trade with me. That's what that's what, um, UKIP David here is, 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 is proposing. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, because I'm just saying we have to renegotiate our, our free trade agreements. Yes, but free trade, free, 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 free trade is a two-way agreement. You have to have one way, they yep. have to agree to trade with you, as you have to agree to trade with them. And if they've got a choice of preferring their people within Europe, they'll do that if it's more difficult to do somewhere else. Why should they trade with us? There's, there's no reason. Because we, we support... David. We import more than we export. Supposing they said this to you, this is a very precise thing. It's often mentioned, and they use the example of Norway. They say, you can have a free trade agreement with us. Absolutely delighted. You've left Europe and so on. You have to agree every single European regulation or we won't let you in. What would you do in answer to that? Would you sign on the dotted line for that agreement? No. So personally, you wouldn't be able to conclude it. You see, that would be the risk, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Personally, because I wouldn't sign Why that. should Germany have huge social costs? Be... Wait a sec. Why should Germany have huge social costs in the production of their Volkswagens when Britain can have cheap labour, they can have zero-hour contracts, they can produce much cheaper no, no, stuff, no, 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 no. and then they can swamp the German market. Why no. would they accept that? No. I, well, I don't accept the premise okay. that, that we would, you know, throw away all, all of the workers' time regulations. I mean, that, that again is this argument that as soon as you say uh, we're against Europe, that means we're going to get rid of everything. And when we talk about, you know, the European and the Norways, let's not forget the Greeks. You know, I think one of the biggest fears for Europe is that the Greeks eventually say, well, actually, if you're not going to ne renegotiate us, if we can't have control of our currency levers in order that we can, you know, sort our austerity out and our country out, we're going to leave Europe. Mm. I think their biggest fear is actually they will leave Europe and they will do all right. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I said to you I wanted you to think about what you would put in the Constitution on the European Union, on the European Union. I'm going to do this because I want to move on to human rights. different issue. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a different issue. But basically, there's a very simple question, and it's compulsory voting, actually, in this particular part of the written constitution. The clause like this, Britain shall remain a member of the European Union until such time as the people of Britain vote to leave in a referendum, and while members of said union, European law shall be supreme where relevant. How many of you? would accept that kind of European supremacy, let's not dodge it, in a written constitution. Hand up. I want to put something... An amendment. I want to put Immensely something. briefly. Yes, because... Green ev Party pedantry. We cede that, we cede everything. Um, if we give Europe power, it's our power to give. And, and to not. take back. Uh, wait, and, wait. And, it's not. And, yes, it is. Completely um, not. Wait, David, wait. Um, in terms of the different legislations, it, it is um, largely our power to cede and to take back. You say, last word for you before we go to the vote, we've, we've, we've got, you say once given away, you can't get it back. It has been given away. You can only regain, regain parliamentary supremacy and sovereignty because we don't have it at the moment. By leaving. 
by leaving. Right. Now, by repealing the 72 right. Act. Now, you've got your motion. I'm not accepting any more amendments. Voting is compulsory. How many of you could live with the suggestion in the Constitution as a statement that European law in relevant areas is supreme? How many? My hand is not up. I'm merely waving. Uh, we have everybody on this side except one. Uh, sir, in the blue, have we got a hand? We have a hand down. We have no hand. And then those who would say no to that, having heard this discussion. One, David, and we have you, sir. A lot of Britain, I mean, looking at how many people turn out to vote, um, vote more strongly um, for the um, British elections rather than Europe in numbers. And I think, um, was it Kat said, that other countries in Europe um, see it more as a Europe together, whereas in Britain we don't at the moment. So if you were in a pub in New York and somebody said, where are you from, mate? Would you say, I'm English? Would you say, I'm British? Would you say, I'm European? Um, I'd say I was English. English. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you, did, you come, did you come with him? Did you come with him this morning or are you separate? What, are, do you, are you shocked by his view? I'm sort of undecided. I agree um, that we should um, idealistically look to be Europe rather than just England. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm yeah. undecided. The beauty of our project is that we don't come with the preordained view. The People's Constitution that we're drafting through this website can generate unstoppable momentum for positions which are developed by people outside the mainstream. I don't think Britain has got very much to learn from Europe about human rights. All humans should be treated the same. Do we always trust our governments? The Strasbourg European Court of Human Rights has been really effective in bringing some old rules of British law really up to speed with modern trends. I think it could be a worrying trend of losing power over law to unelected judges in Strasbourg. Parliament is the only organisation, only organisation within the British Constitution that can set, can make laws and can set aside laws. Parliament is supreme. British courts will make those decisions. I'm very uncomfortable with the line, particularly David's taking, sort of the little Englander that we've nothing. Well, it's we, Great Britain actually, but the, you know, the little, the little Great Britain has less of a ring to it. I'm British.